1: back collaborators for another episode here joined by my business bestie Megan Marsh and today we're going to talk about if there was one thing that you yes you listening needed to get better at what would that be maybe it's something called working on your business not just in your business we're going to get to that Mm here shortly Um, but I wanted to remind you to make sure that you definitely subscribe here to our podcast or you go check out our website thecolablife.com. Also, you can get information from us on Instagram or on Facebook. And definitely make sure to check out our free Facebook group where we give you a ton of great information on how you can grow your business. Um, but we're going to start here talking about um, staying in your lane.
0: And I'm going to start with a super special question for you today, Andre.
1: Ooh.
0: I'm going to take this one to a serious note. Okay. A little deeper. And... The question they had for you is who is you had to pick one person who has been a mentor to you in your life, any time in your life, someone you look up to, a role model. Who would that person be and why?
1: Okay, you're making me put my thinking cap on. That's that's deep.
0: It is. I know. I have a couple, right? So just pick one. Somebody who's really had an impact on you.
1: Wow. Uh there's
0: Don't feel pressure to speak about me right now. It's okay. <laughs> okay.
1: So then there goes that idea. Um I think that I, I've I've matured as a person. I've come to realize that, you know, you have like stories in your life or phases in your life and I've had a mentor through all of those phases, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to get from point A to B to C to D to E to where I am today. I feel like I've I've had all sorts of different mentors but if uh, looking back you know I was just kind of thinking about this uh, without without my father like knowingly doing it he's Mm -hmm. been one of my biggest mentors probably um, I've been able to kind of look back on his life and what he did as a career you know he was basically self-employed he was a horse jockey so you know, for him, he had to sell himself to the owners of those horses as far as, you know, um, he had to prospect to them and he had to get, you know, you build, bro. And I wouldn't know that as a horse jockey. Right. And so, you know, then he gets an agent who then basically works on his behalf to try to get him, you know, more mounts and the more chances he has to ride horses, obviously. The more so it's become like my dad was in sales. Right. And growing up, I really didn't know that or understand that. But now looking back, I can kind of see where I get a lot of just, you know, business. Yeah. Like I, I can, I'm starting to understand where that business mind or business aspect of my mind came from. Um, and I'm going to have to. Because you say, love sales. I love picking up that phone. I love video. <laughs> um, we all sell. Yeah, I I have to definitely say my dad has been, and he's always been just such a family guy, and you know, um, and yeah, I'd have to say my dad.
0: That's that's really nice. Yeah, I I, I hope I hope you're listening, Daddy Moonar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he loves technology, of course. <laughs> um, we'll have to make sure he hears this one. Yes, but um, let's talk about staying in your lane for a little bit here. Love this one. Uh, this is definitely a great topic. It was hard for us you know, being control freaks, so on and so forth. Um, The thing that comes to mind real quick, I want to give you a quick story on this. When I first got into the business, I was pretty young. um, And I had, so the first time I heard stay in your lane, I was working on a deal with a realtor and I had told this borrower that, you know, they should lowball the house, so on and so forth. Not a great idea. I don't recommend (laughs) doing that, by the way. But the real estate agent called me and said, hey, like, what do you, you have a real estate license. Why are you telling this client? <laughs> Love that real estate agent <laughs> telling
0: you that, putting you in your place. That's
1: and he that realtor should have put me in my place. That's not that's not my lane to stay in, nor is it in my job description of how somebody should be negotiating on a house. My job is strictly to focus on the mortgage, right? It wasn't who, mm-hmm. it's not in my job description to negotiate whatsoever. You just
0: made their job harder. Yeah. Yeah. So, By offering sometimes we might people might think of it as offering your opinion. Yeah. You got to even be careful be, yes. even sharing your experiences with some people yeah. you just don't know how it's going to affect who they're working with. And the same applies for the people on our team.
1: That's that's the first time I heard of stay in your lane and now we've kind of started to develop you know what to stay in your lane look like and you were just talking about the team and how we make them we talked to them about staying in their lane, so why don't you talk a little bit about how we do that with them?
0: Yeah, and for, for myself, for me, um, I'm also a control freak. I think most of us are. If we're starting a business, we're doing everything at first. I mean, we are the hostess, we're the server, we're the cook, we're the, you know, we clean up the, the dishes. Janitor. We do everything yeah. at first, at first. But then you got to draw that line. And, you know... I guess the thing for me in, I don't know all different service industries, but I know in, you know, the the real estate realm, insurance, title, real estate agents, mortgage, right? We're all doing a service. And what's really hard is that it's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job unless you do this. Unless you do what we're going to talk about here on this episode, and well, you know, I didn't say it years ago, but we've said it a lot more this year. Although I think I've always thought about it and meant for it to mean this. And I'm understanding it more now um, because if you want to have a business that is sustainable, if you don't want to be the business, right? I don't want to be our whole business. I want our business to operate without me. I want it to be profitable without me, Right. And at first, that's a hard thing because it's our pride speaking. And we know that we got to where we are because of how we operated our business and how we treated people and how we talked to people and how our brains, you know, whatever we did got us to where we are, got us to having a book of business. And But then there comes this point where, you know, do you want, what do you want? Like, do you want it to be a dream job or do you want it to be a jail? And that's what it starts becoming when you start growing this, big book of business. And that starts getting out of control almost to the (laughs) point where you can't stop it. It's like that problem where you either have too much business or not enough business. Right. And for me, what forced me into really starting to learn how to stay in my lane was becoming a mother. And I think it's one of the things that for women, it's a blessing and it's a curse because I think I know a lot of women have Asked me, being a mom with four kids, and you know, for anyone listening, my four children are not teenagers. Uh, I have a two-year-old, just turned two. I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a twelve-year-old. Oh my! Yes, oh my is right. It's crazy, and you know, I have grown our businesses that we have in my main business here with Andre. I have done that while having children. It is possible, and if you're listening, you can have a business, you can start a business, you can grow a business, you can do all those things while you are becoming a mother, while you're being a mother. You can do all of that if you can get this right, what we're gonna talk about today. But you have to get this right. You have to stay in your lane. You have to get out of your own way. You have to trust people. And you have to start learning how to do that. And so when you when you get pregnant, when you know that you're going to be bringing a child into the world, you know, that was my big learning lesson and my big aha moment. So, you know, it was when I had, got pregnant with my third and I owned my own business. I was no longer an employee like I was with my first two children. And I was about six months pregnant when I started coaching for the first time. And the coach, knowing I had three months, three or four months, said, all right, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Now I own this business and I, I, I have people I have to pay. I We have bills. Like, what am I going to do? And that was when the coach had me hire three people in 90 days, which I would have never, ever done if I wasn't forced into it by having... Lincoln, my third. And it, like I said, it was a blessing and a curse because I had to let go. I had to just bring these people on, train them, trust them, and let them, you know, do those things. And if I hadn't been pregnant and had that opportunity and that blessing, I probably would still not be where I am today and being able to let go of things. Because now, once you start letting go and you start staying in your lane, it's almost like you don't want to get back you know, yeah. into somebody else's lane. You want to let go of everything, and I specifically remember the first employee, the first two that I hired. You know, it's hard to imagine anyone doing anything that you do, anything. I mean, because you're
1: the best at it. And nobody you else you are do it as good as you, right?
0: Yeah, and you make this list, and so I'm going to challenge any of you listening. Start making that list, right? And you, once again, it's kind of like a foundational exercise for us is going back to the Busy Bee blueprint that we talked about in earlier episodes. Make that giant list or, or start, Let's let's do a baby step. If you haven't done it, make a list of 20 things that you do day in, day out, week in, week out. I want you to look at that list and it's gonna be very hard for you to pick three things to allow someone else to do them. It is going to be difficult. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be, you just can't imagine. You can do it faster. <laughs> you can do it better. You, you don't know who to trust. You don't know how they're going to do it. And so when I brought these people in when I was pregnant, very pregnant, I remember in the one of the people I hired, she'd been in this line of work just like me for just as long, maybe longer even. And I was going to let her start talking to clients, which was scary for me, but I had to let go. It is a big big step. step. But I had to because I was going to be gone and somebody was going to have to talk to them, so I might as well let her start talking to them. And I was cringing and I was clenching my fists because I don't speak like that. I don't talk like (laughs) that. I don't say this. I don't say that. I had to go out and buy like those big Bose headphones that surround your ears and listen to music for half the day at first to get myself through because all of a sudden the person was allowing, you know, this new employee to give them all their information. I mean, they, they were doing great. Yep. They were doing great.
1: The customer didn't care.
0: Mind. They didn't care. They didn't want me. Yep. I wanted me. I thought I was so great. Yep. And I'm not.
1: All they were after was the service that they were looking yes. for. Yes. Right. As long as you were continuing to train that process of service, and I think that's what most people get scared of is it's not me talking to that person. You know, they're not saying it the same way. But you can train them, you know, and emails you can also train as well. So it's yes. those little tweaks. Um, that communication with those people who are taking
0: right. And so, you know, we I guess we could also call this episode the art of delegating or, you know, <laughs> but it, it's staying in your lane because the higher level of it is working. By, by delegating, right, delegating those tasks that are in your business, talking to clients, preparing bids, estimates, showing houses, doing title searches, you know, quoting insurance, whatever, whatever it is you're doing as a service, that's in your business. You're doing the activities that need to be done for the business to keep running. Okay. But that's what allows you to step out and work on your business.
1: And I think one of the other things, um, you know, when you were just talking about other people taking over those customer-facing interactions, we want it to be so perfect, but the reality is that there's only one of us, right? And you have to be okay mm-hmm. with them doing it 80% as good. If they're doing it as eighty, as up to 80% as good as you are, that is going to be sufficient enough because you're already performing at an incredibly high level. So for them to do it at 80%, you know, that's pretty good. And you're going to have to understand that, you know, they're not going to be you, right? but you can train them to be as close to you as possible. And that's, you know, when you get to start working on your business versus in your business, that makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, because now you're duplicating your efforts and then you have to be okay with letting go of some business. If someone's not okay with the person, you know, you have to be okay with that because now with two of you, you really can almost double your business. And,
1: you know. The importance of working on your business, not just in your business.
0: And some examples just in case. Okay, great. Okay, we talked about delegating, right? Getting in, staying in your lane. But, you know, what are some examples of on, not in, right? In is like, I just shared, those activities that are, like, right deep down into what you do.
1: Checking email, you know, posting on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on. On there's basically what we call money-making activities, right? So what are those things that really only, that are very high dollar amount values? Sitting down, maybe making calls for an hour, right? That's a money-making activity that's generating revenue for your business. You going out and prospecting. You meeting with people, right? Because if not, then you're stuck in the office checking email for an hour. That is not a hundred dollar an hour activity, right? That's probably a five dollar. You can break that down eventually. But you know, things that make you money are working on your business versus working in your on your business, not just in your business,
0: right? It's in what I hear you saying is it's it's really being intentional and strategic. Yes. You know, what comes in, you're handling. You're handling these tasks that there's always going to be too many. You're never going to get through as much as you want to get through, right? It's being proactive versus reactive. Yes. If you are being reactive, you are in your business. If you are being proactive, you are starting to stay in your lane as a business owner, as somebody who's scaling a business, growing a business, creating opportunities. Uh, some of the examples I had, you know, thought of before the episode were um, having. You said posting on social media. That is a in your business. Creating a social media strategy is working on your business. Yes, yeah,
1: that's it. That's a great one. So if you're sitting down and making a calendar for yourself, because you know you're going to see what posts you're going to make for the next thirty days, mm-hmm. you know, then at that point you're working on your business because now. You've saved time for yourself in the future.
0: Because then you can assign what they're going to post.
1: Yep. yep.
0: And so example. it's kind of one of those things where, so you could kind of see it in the same realm, but two different ways of looking at it. And you'll you'll start there. So write, write that list of 20 things so that you can start picking just three to have somebody do. And then same thing, write, a list of the high level things and pick just three to have a goal over the next 90 days and start another kind of working on versus in would be creating a time management plan for yourself. Like create that time management plan that every day you have at least an hour or two of project time that you work on those three higher level activities like having a social media strategy or planning out, you know, reaching towards a goal. I mean, it can be something as simple as uh, I want, like, for example, you know, at one point we wanted to really try to work with more veterans and help veterans get into homes, right? And so for us, that was a strategy that we wanted to try to help veterans. That was where our heart was. So how do you do that? Well, where are veterans? Where How do we market to veterans? What are they looking for? What do they need? What do they not know? That's strategy. Mm -hmm. And you can literally change your business and the trajectory of your business and how it grows based on how you work on your business.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: And because at least I know in, in our industry, and I'm sure it's with every industry, that reactive stuff is insane. I mean, people will steal your time all day long with what they need. And you have got to steal it back if you want to take control.
1: Time suckers.
0: Time suckers.
1: Uh, some of the examples that you know we do working, you know, on our business is um, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. We have sales meetings with our sales mm. staff. Right, mm-hmm. that's very important. Making sure their business is going, making sure our business is still going. You know, answering questions. How can we help them grow? Tuesdays and Thursdays we have meetings with our leadership team you know what do our financials meetings, look like.
0: Meetings, <laughs> meetings,
1: meetings, meetings, <laughs> oh. Am I frozen? Am I frozen? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> you know uh, we schedule time with our mentor on Fridays yep. and, and these are all important things and yes we have a lot of meetings but these are all important things so then we can go back and Figure out how we can grow. And, um, you know, that for us is kind of working on our business, being able to set that time aside and not just going through the day wandering around aimlessly.
0: Yeah. And in that, once you get good at this, uh, it even can expand out to other things. So if you have a business and your dream, your goal is to have, uh, you know, some type of business that is similar to yours, but that complements it, right? I, I know a lot of, Uh, A lot of you listening, if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't just stop with the one business you have. You want to have multiple streams of revenue. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, you need to spend time to work on your business, on, on these other businesses. You know, when we wanted to, we wanted to do something a little different. We wanted to help business owners grow and scale the way that we've been able to over the last few years. We had to decide, how are we going to do that? How are we going to share? How are we going to share the things that we've done that have enabled us to in creating this podcast? This is a way of us working on our business. And so there's so many different examples, but the best way to think of it is if you were to step away for a month, three months, can your business run without you? Can it? Test it out. (laughs) Try it. Try it for a day first, then a week, right? When you go on vacation, do you have to pick up your computer? Do people not know, know things without you? Yeah. That, that Those are the true tests of if you are staying in your lane and if you're getting out of your way. And I'll tell you what, our team, my team especially, they will tell me if, I mean, I me getting into their lane makes their job harder. Yeah. They're more frustrated with me if I start, you know, I'm thinking I'm helping. Agreed. And instead, I'm doing a crappy job at something that they now have done a much better job at.
1: Yeah, it's a great and point. And
0: I'm making their job hard. It seems like I don't trust them, even though that's not at all what I'm meaning. Yep. And then you get somebody who's miserable and grumpy and isn't happy because of you.
1: Yeah, I've definitely done that a few times myself. I will, you know, put the paw back in a file and... And the team's like, oh, I got it, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, and yeah,
0: yeah, and oh, Been one there. of the examples, which I know it's a podcast that we're going to do an episode on here uh, very soon, is Andre, you and I, when you know we decided, all right, we need to really have systems, and systems is a part of this, because you know I'm gonna, we'll walk through here in a few minutes. What are some things you can do? to make delegating and working on your business possible, what are some things to make sure you're doing? And you and I said, all right, right? We've got these four or five offices throughout the state. We've got different employees all over the place. You know, we need to have a uniform, you know, system. We need to have this we call it our playbook. It's our keystone playbook. And the playbook is this is how we do business. This is what our vacation days are like. This is who you report to. This is where we go for X and Y and Z and all that kind of stuff. How long did we work on that when it was you and I working on it?
1: Oh, this is a great example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was months. <laughs> I was months for sure.
0: It was like
1: Maybe three months. It was months.
0: And then we... Our, our leadership team that meets twice a week.
1: That's uh, horrible. Wow. We, we Ouch. That's, this one hurts. You don't even want to share it because, <laughs> no.
0: but it's such hurts a good thing. It does. So we were trying to do it our way. And, it, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to make this so playbook. Perfect. And it's yeah, here's what we're going to talk about. And we'd meet and we'd get through like two lines and then we'd meet again and two more lines. And one, then one day in our leadership meeting, the uh our the other the leaders in our company said hey guys do you mind if we give this a shot without you and you know try to put it together because we're struggling here to get through this and we're like sure you know they freaking had the thing done in two days like i am not lying here two days (laughs) it
1: was working on for three months and you know we just kept on putting our pies and pause in it instead of just delegating and saying, here, you know what, you guys can take this over. We trust your opinion, you know, and I think that that helps build confidence in people too. And in the people that you, you know, your team members and your employees, You don't stick your paw in stuff. You're you're building trust within them, you know. If you want people long term, you have to be able to trust them and to delegate and make them feel comfortable that they're making the right decisions for you and your company.
0: Yeah, and you know, we worked really hard at having a business that, where we have a group of people we trust wholeheartedly and we try to express that to them. But as a business owners and as people who have started a business, you have to really be sensitive to that. Like when we were going into those meetings, creating this, they didn't want to like kick us out. <laughs> they didn't want to like, at first, like we're running it the way we would run it, but that's not what we're good at. Yeah. That is not what we're good at. And that was not money-making activity. No. At all, and and and, you know, we knew it would eventually keep our business and progress it forward, but gosh, we sucked at that.
1: Yeah, this was a great example. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: you know, and now we have this playbook that is such a great resource, and it is ah, it is just it's things like that because in order for us to feel comfortable, you
1: know, real quick on that, yeah, Yeah. it's a playbook that was. Created by team members for team members because you and the issue that you and I had on that is we were thinking way too high level. Mm. So, if I remember back, that was your and I problem. We wanted to be so perfect because we were so high level when Mm. all the people under us just wanted something basic. So, they were able to create something that everybody else could understand versus you and I trying to, you know, put words in like therefore, by, here we go, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. signed Dr. Esquire, but um yes. So remember that sometimes your team members know best because they are actually the ones you know working in your business. You know, they're the ones doing those things. Um so you have to be okay with knowing that hey, this is what is best. They they know best. Right.
0: And and if you're listening and you don't have a big team or a team at all, this could be outsourced information, yes. right? Or outsourced tasks. You don't have to have a big team like we do you could have you could outsource to an accountant or bookkeeper like if you are designing websites or you have title work or you sell insurance you should not be paying your bills or doing your bookkeeping okay. review your financials monthly ha- be the one who has to sign off on checks but have someone do that yeah. like you could sell so many more widgets or insurance policies in that time do not do that yeah it just isn't the best use of your time and so you know, I just wanted to go through with you. What, like, what are some of those things that will help you feel comfortable staying in your lane and in feeling comfortable delegating to someone who's either outsourced or on your team? And you know, one of the first ones that I thought of was to hire well.
1: Yeah, uh, that's but, important.
0: Hire well, mm-hmm. and we uh, one of our first few episodes. I want to say it was episode. It's uh, like the gosh. I'll have to put. It. We'll link it in the show notes. It's one of the first five episodes on... We have a system for hiring called the Mousetrap. And it's a system to really make sure that you're hiring the right person for the right role. And that will help you when you get that person in that role that they're going to be competent and have the skills that are needed for the tasks that you're going to delegate to them. So hiring well is number
1: one. Definitely key. I would also say that training well. So if you feel that you have very well capable skills of training somebody. You know, If you want somebody to speak a certain way or to email a certain way, you've got to make sure you've got those training tools correctly because then you'll feel confident knowing that, hey, if I leave the office, this is my script and this is how they should be answering the phone. Or you know, if I need them to do XYZ task and I leave the office, it's always the same way because I've set out that foundation for, hey, this is the step for XYZ. So making sure that you feel confident in the way that you train and or you have the correct tools or resources right. to train that person. So if you do step out, you've, you've got that covered.
0: And training, you know, and a big difference in how we train now, which we still do it a little bit like this. It's very typical for small businesses to have the monkey see monkey do training where <laughs> it's like, oh, come sit with me for three days, five days, seven days, eight days. Watch what I do. Now go do it. Great. Perfect. Right? No, like, when we're talking about training, it's a playbook again, right? Do you have a screen share video showing them how to do it so they can reference it? Do you? You have it written out so that it's easy to forget things when you verbally tell people things, but do you have a system? That's the next thing is systems. Do you have systems in place? This is how you want it done. This is how you want it emailed. This is how you want the conversation to go.
1: And always um, communicate priorities and non-negotiations. Mm-hmm. That's Big. Just communicating in general I think we were talking about it in the last episode you know people don't can't read your mind and although you Mm. know what you need done in your head right because you've been in the business for you know three years five years whatever it may be you know that business so well that in your head you know what's the next step but not everybody thinks like us and so you know you need to make sure that you write down priorities so for for us our team one of the things is Hey, by the end of the day, if you can't get to all your files, you need to let somebody know. This is a non negotiable. It is not, it's non negotiable, just period. Or by the end of the day, make sure XYZ is done. Or by, you know, when this happens, then XYZ happens. Like, what are your non negotiables and what are your priorities? And making sure that your team member knows those things.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of one of the last, points that I wanted to just bring up that I had thought about. And I, I wrote down a quote by E.E. E. Cummings that I, I like and it. It goes, you know, it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are because, you know, as business owners, we get so absorbed in our business or business. And if you had asked me five years ago, what I was going to be doing, what my career was for the rest of my life, I would say doing mortgages. I love doing mortgages, that and I sounds still. Amazing. It, it, I want that. It's amazing. Yes. But really, I think I was. There are other. I know that there's other things waiting for me, right? I know that in addition, like the mortgage company is our foundation, and it, we will always have the mortgage company. But there are other things, there are people that need us. There are, um, you know, all the. Things we've learned and failed at, and Mm. tried and tested that we now don't want people to spend eight years failing and testing, right? But unless we stepped, you know, really stayed in our lane, stepped out of the lanes that we were in, I would have, I'd never be able to get there and become who I'm supposed to be or you're supposed to be. And it's just so important to do this for your business. And one of the questions I wanted to make sure I addressed for anyone listening, when you start thinking about, you know, stepping out of your business um, or like all these different activities in your business, I think a lot of people fear it, not just because of how you do your job, but because it's losing control if you don't have these things we just talked about. But then, could could these people steal your business? Could they, like, and I'm dead serious. Uh, yeah. I've had people ask this. And I, and I just wanted to share this last piece. If you're letting people talk to your customers, what is keeping them from going somewhere else and taking your customers? Right. Or how do you still stay part of the business in your lane though, right? And so, you know, I'm sure that this is a another podcast that we can have a whole conversation on because we've done things to make sure that we are still, you know, front of, you know, people's minds and there's ways to do it Yep. that with you make them back. know. Yep. Right. And there's protections that you can do through contracts. And there's, there's ways that you, if you do this correctly, which we will continue to share with you the correct ways to do this, because we, yes, I have had an employee that has worked for me who has stepped away and stolen my business, but it's not their fault. It's my fault for not doing the things that I should have done to protect my business so, and, and that's key is we always have, and I don't care what the situation is, what the problem is, it's our fault. It is our fault, no matter the situation, because there's always something that we could be doing different and better. And and so it's just constantly getting better every single day and week. And one of the things I'm gonna share in the Facebook group for anyone who's in there is I have, um you know, like I have this, Binder thing that I um, use each week, and we've we've talked before about I, I believe we've talked about our collab Crush plan, yeah. Um, and it, I'm pretty sure we have. If we haven't, we will share that. But I have something called Win the Day, Win the Week, and Win the Month, and that's my formula that I use. It's kind of like my if I had a perfect day, what would my perfect day look like? And my perfect day would be that I would have one hour of calling. I would write two thank you notes, right, handwritten notes. I would have an hour and a half of project work where I was scripting out videos or preparing for podcasts, right? I would have my 12 o'clock meeting with my team to make sure they don't have, you know, it's it's being intentional about how I want my day to go. And that is a great way to start because if, if you just start with this is my perfect day and then you add your perfect week and as long as you start doing at least half of it, right, And so in everybody's perfect day, week, and month, it's going to be different, but it'll help you really start feeling energized about going in for the week and and like following what you want. Like it's what you want in life and what you want out of your job and career and business and making sure too that everyone on your team is kind of having those same opportunities too. So I'll make sure I put that in the Facebook group um, and You know, Hopefully this has helped you think about your business a little differently. And if you're not yet doing it, that challenge that I have for you is to start thinking about working yourself out of your job. Start thinking about working your way out. And if you don't have a team yet, then I'm going to challenge you to start looking for someone to bring onto your team. If it's that virtual assistant, if it's a part-time admin, you know, whatever it is, start finding the help that you can delegate so that you can start, you know, reaching for your goals and doing the activities that you need to be doing. And so, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from any of you out there, if you have questions, anything that um, would help you with your business, because that's the goal here, is to help give you ideas and help give you resources and tips and, um, you know, please go and and look at the show notes for the links that we've talked about and join us in our Facebook group. It's free and it's going to have a wealth of information and files that you can use to just, you know, keep moving forward, keep moving the needle and, and just, you know, or you could just get pregnant. You know, that's the other thing. <laughs> so that's the
1: easy way out.
0: Yeah. Right. I tell you, I'm going to drop all four of my kids off with Andre when we can see if he survives on Sunday. It will not happen. But it's been really fun um, having you guys on here. We really appreciate it. And we would love to meet all of you um, and just hear about your businesses and what you're struggling with. And we will see you next time on the next podcast.
1: All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also do a Facebook live every Tuesday at four o'clock where you can get some more valuable information in our group. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And You can email us at hello at collablife.com.